Hey, welcome on in. A happy Wednesday to you. Welcome on in to lunch with Klaibs and Joe here on ClaibsOnline.com. And as you can see from the background here, we are coming to you from uh, Munganass St. Louis Acura out on Manchester. Klaibs, uh, it's been a while since we've uh, been out here. Yeah, it's been a while, but we noticed that they have a whole lot of cars out here. Did you drive? Yeah, driving into the yeah. uh, the parking lot there, all kinds of MDXs out there on the, uh, on the MDX, lot. This is a place to come. <laughs> they have a lot of other ones, too. Uh, still a very good used car selection, but I think they, they've got a lot more of a selection than maybe you're going to see along, around town as far as uh, just variety is concerned. And the wait list, if you want something special, isn't going to be as long as you may think. Uh, I know we've kind of gotten used to that situation, but they've kind of picked up the pace a little bit here. So if you're looking around, you're not sure, I'd suggest you swing by, check it out. They've got a good variety of vehicles to choose from. But this MDX is hot, man. It's one of the hottest vehicles out there. If you're looking for something that can handle the family, this is a place to come. So come on out here to 13720 Manchester or online at stlouisacura.com, and you can shop there as well. Claves, uh, last week when we uh, when we did the show, Cardinals were, were starting to roll a little bit, and they, they've kept that going for the most part. Uh, lost last night. But seven or what was it? Seven of their last eight going into last night. So seven of their last nine slowly creeping their way back up. Uh, first step is to get to 500 and then yeah. go from there. And, and you know what? They're, on it. They're OK. Uh, last night, uh, they, they had the winning run on mm-hmm. base. And it's amazing how many of the games that they've lost this year that they've had the winning run on base in the ninth inning. So, you know, one of those nights, you know, Milwaukee's a good team. And, you know, um, they really adjusted well after they lost their starter last night. Yeah. And, and I think that kind of threw the Cardinals for a loop as well because they had to shuffle their line. Pitching matchup tonight uh, as uh, Libertor is back. And let's just put it this way. If he was as good in Memphis as he was in Jupiter, if he can be that good here, we're going to be all right. Uh, I thought he was one of the better pitchers in Memphis, and certainly when we saw him in spring training. Let's talk about the uh, the Libertor uh, move. What uh, I guess what what sparked him getting the uh, the call up for tonight's game? I think game? the fact you're playing 19 in a row. I think that had a lot to do with it, and you have to be very careful with guys at this time because now we're at a point where guys are making that breakthrough, getting the six and seven innings mm-hmm. now, and hopefully eight, and hopefully nine. So you want to be careful to make sure these guys are getting enough rest and making sure they take that next step with regard to the rotation and being able to save the bullpen. Yeah, the uh, yeah, it's one of those moves where that we knew it was going to come at some point. With the way that Libertor had been pitching down in Memphis, you knew it was going to come. And there, there was talk of him replacing Woodford or replacing Mats earlier mm-hmm. on in the season. And essentially, they're just they're going to bump Wayne right back. They're they're going to move him to that Dodger series instead, and they're going to let him uh, let him go after it. Who have, have they any idea what move they're going to Probably make? Trace Barrera. Okay. Yeah, I, I so does that mean so if Trace Barrera gets sent down, does this mean Wilson Contreras back fully now as a as a catcher? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but that doesn't mean it, it, he'll be going back for between catching and DH. Um, so it, it's one of those deals where he got off to a good start, obviously on Monday. I'm um, looking to see who it'll be interesting to see who catches uh, Libertor. And I, I would think it would be uh, I, I would think it would be Kisner because he caught him in spring training more than uh, Contreras okay. did. So um, but, yeah, I think you're going to see those guys. I won't say split the duty, but I think Contreras will get a bulk of it. And I think they'll find ways to get Kisner in the games as well. Let's uh, I, w- I want to hear some inside baseball stuff from the broadcast booth on Monday's game. 
when when you're up there and you're calling a game and it's it's getting out of hand the way it is, especially in the eighth inning, the way uh, the way something like that goes. Mm-hmm. Ha, are you are you at that point? Are you enjoying it? Are you guys just waiting for it to get over with? Well, <laughs> what what you know is what? going on in that eighth you, inning you with just, you guys? You, you almost say, okay, enough is enough. Uh, we had a game like that spring training a couple of years ago where we scored like 29 runs. <laughs> and we scored all of them basically in one inning. And yeah. I had that inning. And I was like, okay, enough is enough. Right. Um, you know, you want to stay focused. You want to make sure, you, you know, as I like to say, give it a professional effort uh, because these guys are still playing. But, you know, it, it's for me, I'm like, let's just get this over because mm-hmm. there's nothing more to prove. And once Milwaukee raised the white flag, the Cardinals in turn did the same thing. Oh, uh, hey, Kisner still got his grand slam. Yeah, they- <laughs> but, but, you know, but I mean, that, that see, so here's the thing. That's a good point you make because just because you surrender doesn't mean you quit trying. Yeah. You know, I mean, what's he going to do, just throw his bat out there? Right. I mean, you know, he took advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> and you know what? In the book, in the scorebook, it doesn't say, oh, he was a regular player. He's a pitcher. He's, he, he had that position. So it, it's – uh. And everybody has that happen to mm-hmm. them. And that's one of the things I want to make sure people understand. You know, it's happened to the Cardinals. It happened to the Brewers. It happens to every good team somewhere along the way. It's not going to be your night. And you you realize it. You pull the plug. You save your bullpen. And you get ready for the next day. And they were ready yesterday as they came out one three two. You know, Chip Carey was talking about last night in the broadcast. I don't know if you guys uh, had a chance to talk with Kisner yesterday before the game about I it. Did. But he's, he said that he learned how to hit against position players from Albert Pools. Yes. He said Pools gave him the advice yeah. last year, move up as far as you can in the box mm-hmm. and try to hit it as hard as you can to yeah. left field. So, I mean, if hey, if it's okay to hit against a uh, position player for Albert, then it's okay for anybody yeah, else in baseball. Else has, <laughs> have green light. And you know what? I, I think the, the key is look early. Look early. Do not get behind the count against a position player because then you really start to press. Yeah. But I think the key is move up in the box. And, you know, Even if he's throwing breaking ball, if you can move up and you can catch four breaks, then you can really do some damage. So uh, Cardinals tonight, it's uh, Matthew Libertor on the mound, another night game, and then four games against the uh, against the Dodgers. That schedule, it's not, uh, you know, they, they're playing better. Arenado might be the hottest hitter in baseball right now. That schedule's not getting any easier. No, it's not. And you know what, to be honest with you, it hasn't been easy all year. Mm-mm. I mean, you think about the teams you play. Now you can say, well, next week you got Cincinnati and Cleveland. Well, you know, those are two teams who still feel like they're making progress. That, that Neither one of them's claiming they can win a division, yeah. although Cleveland's in better shape than Cincinnati. But still in all, they got these young prospects. Yeah. They've got these young guys that you haven't seen a lot of. And they're trying to make sure they can stay up with the big league. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going to give you professional effort, and that's something you have to be conscious of. But overall – I don't think I've heard anybody in the league say the schedule was light or loose or, or easy. Uh, the balanced schedule has made things a lot different. And, you know, in Cincinnati, well, you know what? They're not as bad as they used to be. Right. I think the only team out there that everybody, the consensus is bad is Oakland. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has had their moments. Colorado's kind of leaning in that direction. But when you play in their place, that's different. And the Cardinals have to worry about that anymore. So I think overall, uh, if you look around with the exception of Tampa, nobody's running away from anybody. And, uh, you know, the, the Cincinnati series is big in a way just because w- when you have fallen behind as much as the Cardinals did, you're going to look up at the standings and, and it's just catch somebody, guys. catch somebody, exactly. catch somebody. Right now, that wild card, you got to catch everybody to, to yeah. get to catch up in that wild card. But in the central, 
you just have to catch those four teams. And Cincinnati's the next one up on they're that all, list. So you you pick them off first, and then you and then you keep working Absolutely. up the uh, up the standings for that because that NL Central is probably a lot more attainable now than getting one of those wild card it's spots. One. I mean, no, I'm just saying when you look yeah. at the way that your no, your road right. to the postseason mm-hmm. right now, if you if you think that's still attainable, and, and you can do it in a manner where you're not pressing. Just go play. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, obviously there's urgency, but not the urgency if you're in another division where there's more teams that are better uh, or more consistent. So, yeah, I, I think they're in a pretty good situation. Have you talked to Nolan Arenado? Have you had a chance to talk to him just about what, what clicked, I what think, changed? I, I, think, I think he got a haircut. Yeah? Because I was giving him some grief the other day. I said, man, you know, you really, I said you had the one home run before you had a haircut, and then you came in that Sunday with a haircut, and you hadn't stopped hitting. And I said, you're going to keep it that way? He said, as long as it works. As long as it works. <laughs> so uh, he's just in a groove right now. And, you know, he's always been busy in the basketball, yeah. but it seems like he's slowed things down a little bit. He's still staying down on the ball. And uh, – I don't know. I know he's hitting, he's pulling everything. Mm-hmm. I think the fun thing will be when he starts finding the gaps. Right now, he's just mashing everything. But I think once he starts finding the gaps, there's going to be some more home runs and some more extra bases. You, you talk about busy in this box. One of our first opportunities to see this kid from Milwaukee, Joey Weimer, yeah. last night. By the way, that guy's massive. That's they they were talking he about is, that on the broadcast and I went and just looked it up to see 64220. Oh, he's got to be at least 235. Yeah. I mean from the waist down and he's wearing skis for baseball pitch. I mean mm-hmm. this guy is massive, which is interesting that he's playing center field. He he's not a prototypical center fielder. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a corner guy the way I look at him. But uh he's a big guy. Uh, he still has a ways to go. He's a rookie, but I think I can see why the Brewers like him. That, that his stance, his approach to the plate. It, there's about four different phases to mm-hmm. that. Uh, to that, once he gets set in there, yeah. and, and that pitch comes, and it's there's a there's a lot going on there of, in that. He kind of reminds me. I'm trying to think, it's kind of George Brett like, where he's leaning back in the box. Doesn't rest the bat on his shoulder like Brett did, and doesn't open up like Brett. But that's what it kind of reminds mm-hmm. me from the lower part part of his body. But uh, he's going to be a good player. He, he certainly shows some skill sets, and he's better than a left fielder. Something. I mean, something happened last night. He was not seeing fly balls that well last night. Well, at Bush. that ball last. Well, night. there was one before that too. Yeah, there, there was one routine fly ball that he kind of went back on, and he kind of caught on his side. Yeah. And I was watching that. And I, you know, I that's the first time I've ever seen him. And I was like, if that's the way he catches fly balls, like that's you know, that's yeah, not but, how you get that's not but, how you're taught. I think, but I think here's the thing that on both of those balls, they were hit right at him. Mm-hmm. And I think for a guy who hadn't played center field, because the last time we saw him, he was playing in uh, right field. So I think in his situation, that's the hardest ball for a center field to, to catch mm-hmm. the line drive right at him because you can't tell the spin on whether it's going to drift away or come at you. So you almost have to think about who's at bat on how you play it. Uh, obviously, he misjudged the ball in the ninth inning, gave the Cardinals a chance, but uh, he's a good young player that they can they can certainly build around. But this, this Christian Yelich playing left field, that's common. I mean, he can't throw. No. And it's been that way for a few years. Yeah, I mean, but it's so glaring now. Um, and I know everybody says, well, he's always been that way. Well, when he first came up, he was pretty good. 
Now, I don't know whether it's the back issue or what, you know, but uh, he's he's half the guy he used to be. Yeah, and that's, you know, that, that's one that, okay, Ozuna didn't work out here. Yelich, I, I think if that, if that's the trade that would have been made, I think you'd still be sitting here today complaining about that too. Yeah, but see, I, here's how I look at that. Because the environment might be different, maybe he, he's got a whole different approach in, in our organization compared to Milwaukee. And, you know, again, I don't have any beefs against Milwaukee, but I think those two organizations do things a little different. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe he's in a different situation. Who knows? I mean, maybe he's not hurt. Maybe he doesn't hurt his back. Maybe he doesn't have. So who knows? But uh, I think I'd still rather have him than the other guy we got. I want to go around baseball a little bit before we uh, take a break here. Uh, we're out at Munganass St. Louis Acura out here on Manchester. Um, the the Yankees this uh, this week made headlines a few mm-hmm. times. They are up in Toronto. And on Monday, Aaron Judge goes yard twice. Uh, also hit a home run again last night. But the Blue Jays broadcast kind of picked up him looking well, into the dugout. Well, and Before yeah. you go any further, they had to tell on this. You know, you, you don't have – uh, a camera crew just out of nowhere. Let's zero in on his mm-hmm. eyes. So they knew what was going on. Yeah. They they had to tell on him. And I think they play again tonight. Yeah. So be careful tonight because this thing has kind of gotten to the point where there was some chirping between uh, third base coach and Toronto dugout. So I would not be surprised to see somebody get plunked tonight. You uh, you didn't see that last night, but Domingo uh, yeah, Germain, he, he, he yeah. gets um, ejected again. But they're they're saying same thing that happened to Scherzer. It was just uh, it was sweat and rosin. Didn't look like well again. I didn't pitch in the big league, so I don't know what concoction they're using now. But I know the umpire who checked him said it was the stickiest thing he's ever touched. It was not Phil Cuzzy though, right? No. So that's this is the first pitcher ejection right. from somebody other than Phil Cuzzy. Yeah. So it's uh, so somebody else I, somebody else caught yeah. him. But, but I, again, I think somebody had to tell him, uh, and I think these teams are saying, hey, listen. We think this guy's doing this, so be ready when we come out to, to challenge it or pay closer attention to it. And, and again, you know, here's, you got to take into account these guys are always looking for an edge. Mm-hmm. They they're always looking to adjust. It, the key is where do you hide it? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some catchers that have been known to have a little extra something on their shin guard, and they throw it back out. You know, we saw Yachty the one year where the ball stuck to his <laughs> chest protector. I mean, so there's a lot of different things that happen to give these guys an advantage. Now, having said that, I think that certain times of the year, I'm, I'm probably good with that. For instance, if it's cold, early part of the year, guy needs to have a little bit more something to get a grip on. I'd rather for him to have a grip than let it slip out of his hand and hit somebody in the head, mm-hmm. especially the way these guys throw. Yeah, I think when you get to this time of the year and then the summer months, the perspiration is going to have an impact. So he won't need as much of a grip, depending on where you're playing from a humidity standpoint. I just want to make sure they have a grip, not an extra grip, but a grip to make sure they can at least make sure nobody gets hurt. We uh, we will keep uh, keep an eye on our social media accounts the next uh, couple of days, see what kind of tickets we have to uh, to give away for you as we do all year long here on clavesonline.com. Cardinals see, and Dodgers this uh, this weekend. You got any for What's tonight? Today is, today Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. We happen to have two tickets for tonight. All right, I'll uh, I'll get it posted up on the uh, on the socials and we'll uh, we'll give those away. 
and uh, see what we have for this uh, this weekend. Dodger Series giveaways this uh, this weekend. You got the Audi Tumbler this weekend. You have the uh, the Beer Stein, the 2013 Beer Stein, and you have the uh, the, the golf umbrella. The uh, the I'm golf umbrella. I've, I've seen the umbrella. It's uh, not bad. Yeah, it's not. It's got all the Hall of Famers right. on it yeah, uh, exactly. around there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's going to help us in June or July, but I mean, you know, it's, at some point it's going to rain. But, yeah. Uh, it's not a bad, not a bad item. And they have a lot of neat. That's a new giveaway. one. That's a, that the, yeah. the golf umbrella is a new one right. that, uh, that they've introduced this year. And the thing is we go to other ballparks and you know, they have the giveaways mm -hmm. and some of them you're like, you gotta be kidding me. You really handing this out. <laughs> and that's the one thing I give the Cardinals credit for. They have legitimate quality mm -hmm. items. Uh, so much so that people come down just to get the item. They they, they do, and unfortunately, uh, sometimes that that might uh, be an issue. Yeah. But I will tell you, if you go to cardinals.com slash promotions and you get there early, you will get the uh, the giveaway. They do a good job of giving away a lot of those uh, too. There's a lot. Yeah, there's very few games on the schedule. There's not something being given away. Yeah, or some sort of promotional mm -hmm. ticket that that's available to you. Absolutely. Hey, we will take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll get into some playoff talk, NHL and NBA, and we will do that as we broadcast live from Munganas, St. Louis, Acura. Hey, we're also powered by Amron, Illinois, and Gray Bar here on Lunch with Claves and Joe on ClavesOnline.com. Let me get this straight. Graybar is a distributor? Yep. For more than 150 years, we supported electrical and datacom projects all over the country. So you can get me products wherever and whenever I need them? Yep. Thanks to our expansive national logistics network. For any industry? Yep. From construction sites and industrial plants to schools, hospitals, and just about everything in between. So you could say Graybar is much more than a distributor. Yep. You could say that. Hmm. They really do it all. Yep. When you need a hand powering, connecting, or maintaining your operations, join the thousands of professionals who rely on Graybar to help keep them up and running. Yep, Graybar does that. Back here, lunch with Klaibs and Joe out at Munganas St. Louis Acura, where they have MDXs. Uh, come on out, drive by. And lunch, right yeah. <laughs> they they yeah, got food over there yeah. uh, too. Uh, maybe see if this was if this was a radio show, Klaibs. This is where you tell the, uh, the producer. Yeah, tell the producer throw in another share, sixty. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's happened before. Yeah, or if you're doing a show with you know back in the day when you and I both did shows with Jay, that's uh, he's still out there smoking or something, and you gotta you gotta throw in another two exactly, minutes or so. Yeah. Out on that, depending on how long the walk is back up. <laughs> now his deal is next week, right? That is next uh, next, next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. next Thursday. Right. The um, yeah, um, yeah, the twenty sixth. Right. Mm -hmm. Is it twenty sixth or twenty fifth? Twenty is whatever the Thursday is mm -hmm. on the uh, on the schedule. Whatever. Yeah, that, is that the twenty fifth? Yeah. yeah. So um, I know Carol all the Daniels last day. All of the uh, all the details on that for the open um open memorial service for uh, jay randolph jr uh could be found just search for his uh search for his information online and see where all of uh see where that's taking place uh where do you want to go first you want to go nba you want to go nhl um let's think let's go start nba let's start okay your lakers last night they they tried to keep it close but man Jokic, what he did in that first quarter what he did in that first half was uh something i've never seen in a playoff yeah, he's a good player yeah uh, you know, it's funny. Everybody's talking about Jokic, and rightfully so. But Anthony Davis had 40. Yeah, he did. You know, and I think the Lakers just ran out of time because they mounted a – they decided to play defense late in the game, mm -hmm. forced some turnovers. 
Um, I think it's going to go seven because, I, you know, I think the Lakers are good enough to go into Denver and win one mm-hmm. game. Uh, you know, as you know, I'm not the biggest fan of this team, but I, I, I'll take anybody over Denver because of Stan Crockett. Right. Uh, and I think Denver's just a hair soft. Uh, you know, Jokic is a good player. He's one of the, be- he's one of the five best players in the game, period. Uh, Porter Jr. is an X factor because you don't know if he, he likes to shoot threes. He don't like to get he don't like to get dirty in, under the basket. Six foot ten, son. You know, living down there. Uh, Jamal Murray, I think, is the key um, because the Laker backcourt isn't as good. Mm-hmm. Now they got a lot out of the kid last night from Arkansas. Uh, Lakers did Austin Reeves, but I mean. Is that a defensive adjustment you make the next time yeah. out? I mean, there's so and neither team has a very deep bench. No, they so, both only went. They both only played eight yeah. guys last night. And I don't see that changing very much. Um, you might extend just a hair, but I don't think you're gonna see more than a bench of nine. If you go and look by the at some of the guys on this bench, some of the names on the benches for these two exact, teams. That, that's the reason. It is. It, it is. Uh, pretty eye-opening to see who is still in the nba just getting a paycheck yeah and well, not doing not, not doing know, a damn thing they, the they're game. there for they're there for a couple of reasons one experience mm-hmm. two good practice guys yeah. at this time of year uh and you don't have to worry about them. they're going to keep themselves in shape you know whether they need eight minutes or 12 minutes or 20 minutes most of these guys going to be able to make some sort of contribution and i'm not talking about instant offense but maybe have a defensive stop slow things down little things you can do mm-hmm. with experience so we'll, we'll see how that works yeah the uh i saw what deandre jordan's name on the list you got michael beasley out there mm-hmm. uh still uh still collecting Tristan Thompson. yeah he's he's there he's showing up to yeah. games <laughs> show up too if I guess. uh but no and, and you know with, with Jokic and his game yesterday I, you saw i mean i think it was clear at the end of the, the shot he hit at the end of the second quarter the, to go into the half and anthony davis is just sitting there and like, it's just kind of looking what am i supposed to do yeah, right. like what exactly. <laughs> it happens yeah you know i mean he'll have his day too but mm-hmm. i think because Jokic can shoot from anywhere i think that's the thing that makes him intriguing because you know big man just normally don't do that with regularity uh that's part of his repertoire so um you know when you think about him as a complete player he is a good player and you know he's not a bad defender mm-hmm. you know he, he puts himself in position to deny compared to try and block shots and things of that nature so it, it's gonna be a good series the other side, the Eastern Conference Finals start tonight. That's on TNT. You have the Heat against the Celtics. Jason Tatum, 51 points in Game 7 against the well, uh, against the Sixers. You got to remember some Jason Tatum scored against a team that quit. Mm-hmm. He might as well have been out there shooting against pylons because they quit. And it, it cost Glenn Rivers' his job. Uh, and I've said this before, you can never win with James Harden on your team, Mm-mm. period. I don't care what team he's on. You're never going to win with him. And Embiid's not much better. You know, to hear Embiid say, we got to get some better players. Hey, bro, you only had 15 points yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you had half your average, so maybe you should have stepped up a little bit. The Sixers was typical Sixers, and uh, it's kind of embarrassing that the MVP is saying we need to get better players. I got news for you. If he didn't have player, players on his team, he wouldn't have been the MVP. Yeah. So – you know, it's uh, kind of a joke. But, you know, I think Miami's going to give them a little run of their money because Miami can guard. They're good defensively. The question is, 
between Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, which one of those guys is going to step up? Because they don't have anybody else in the no. school. So, and if you're if you're Miami, you got Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Are those your two main guys? You got to find another guy that can come in and give you some minutes in offense. But the thing they have working for them is they can guard, and they got one of the best coaches in the league going up against the rookie. And that's going to be an interesting matchup as well that we don't talk enough about. Let's uh, let's talk about coaching, though, for a second. You mentioned uh, Doc Rivers losing his job. It's the, uh, the Sixers decided to part ways with him. I can't imagine that he's going to be unemployed for long. There's a lot of opportunities out there, and he's still shown that he's a good coach. Uh, but what, what, what do you think is next for him, and what do the Sixers do to, uh, to replace him? Because there's a lot of opening. I mean, the Suns have an opening now, uh, too. The Bucks have an opening. There are a you lot of top playoff him? teams that are that... – You know what I'd do if I was him? I'd take a year off and do TV. Kind of the – I mean, Quinn Snyder, you saw him take the year off and then just jump into that yeah. Hawks job. Yeah, but but those situations aren't going to be good because you're trying to create a reclamation project. Mm. But you know what? I'd sit back and maybe – Maybe the San Antonio job might be interesting to me after that next year. After next year, you because Pops was 70. But I think, I mean, Pops, you got to think after winning the lottery last night and knowing, yeah, but the that they're going to get the uh, we, we went over this before. Wemba Bon. Now I tied you up, yeah. <laughs> the young man from France, yes, Mike yes. <laughs> I mean, Pop's going to coach for the next 15 years no, now. But, you know, I, I, those other teams that you mentioned all have one thing working. They all, all got coach killers on the team. Mm-hmm. So I give Stephen A. Smith credit. He said that DeAndre Aiden got him fired in, in, in Arizona, and he did. Now we learned that uh, Devin Booker was involved in that decision-making as well. You think about Philadelphia, and we saw that turn out to be a mess. Same thing happened in Milwaukee. Budenholzer kept his job one year longer than everybody thought he would because the year he was going to get fired is the year he won. Yeah. Uh, you got some other situations that are kind of kind of iffy right now. But I don't know. I, you know, once you get that label of not being able to win the big one, it's kind of hard to recover. And what's Doc's message going to be differently to these next group of players that he coaches? Sometimes I think, you know, he – you step back and you take it all in, and then you pick a team that you want to work with. I mean, Doc's got to be 67, 68. He's that old, really? Uh, he's older than me. I knew him when he was in – I knew I, – we called him Glenn. Mm-hmm. The only reason why they called him Doc is because he thought he was Julius Erie. He combed his hair like Doc today, and that was why they called him Doc. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, you got to ask yourself the question, is it worth it, man? I mean, this, this, this thing is hard mm-hmm. because now – Dusty Baker said this once when he took a year off. And I said, what's the biggest difference you've seen since you've been back? He said, players know how to get you fired. And that's baseball he's talking about. NBA, you got fewer guys to worry mm-hmm. about. So same thing applies. And sometimes you just feel like, why should I acquiesce to these guys when they haven't proven anything? With the uh, the lottery last night, the Spurs get the number one overall pick. I was kind of looking at I wanted – as I looked at it, you know, Spurs had a 14% chance. The Trailblazers had a 14% chance. And I was going back and forth to who I kind of wanted to get that. I would have, I, I, 
with San Antonio, see how fun it would be for Pop to keep coaching and how long he would coach now that he has a superstar back on his team. And they're going to be they're going to get better in a hurry. Yeah, with, five with that. first round picks coming. Yeah, up. yeah, they loaded. So that it'll be fun to see just how long Pop wants to stick it out. But on the other end, the Trailblazers giving Damian Lillard somebody would have also been that would have been fun to see. He needs more than that. one person though. But see, the problem is Damian Lillard's trying to win now. Yeah, this kid is not going to help them win next year. I mean, he's going to help them be better, but they need more help. Mm -hmm. uh, the Portland thing is kind of a head scratcher because, as you mentioned, you got Lillard. And you got a couple of other guys who are trying to make a name for themselves. You got Chauncey Billups going in his third year as a coach. They're just missing too many pieces to make them viable. I mean, they can contend for a playoff spot, mm -hmm. but everybody knows if Dame ain't on, they got no shot. Yeah. So uh, the uh, so Celtics. Uh, you you said you think the uh, the Lakers I like, I like, go seven. The yeah. uh, Lakers Nuggets now, go seven. It's would, a perfect world. It'd be Celtics and Lakers one more time because yeah. they both have seventeen championships. That uh, be an interesting matchup. Um, so I would go with that series: Lakers and Celtics in the finals. All right. Uh, we're we're still on the NBA stuff. Uh, John Morant before we before we yeah. take another break you know i've heard a lot of people talk about suspending him for a year half a year chris mad dog russo called for 40 games why I, that's because I'm, I'm gonna take devil's advocate here i'm players association why are you suspended right why and i i will say just i mean for that i, I don't agree i will say this i don't agree with the with a 40 game suspension no well why are you but suspending I will, him at all why what law did he break? Exactly. What's I'm, the difference between him and a guy that's gone went out hunting, flourishing his own firearm? What's the difference between him and a, a politician who who's putting guns in the hands of all their children for a Christmas card? So again, that's my point about I think the players association is gonna say, Well, hold on a minute. It'd be different if he was beating his wife or mm -hmm. threatened somebody with a gun, but he didn't. He just had one. Mm -hmm. Like apparently the rest of the country. Yeah. So my thing is it sounds in vogue to, to do this to a guy, mm -hmm. but I see guy athletes all the time. It, it, they go hunting. And so what's the difference? Elite, the guys yeah. who go hunting killed something. This yeah. guy didn't kill anybody. Now, you may say it's a bad look, but I don't know anywhere in the bylaws of the NBA in the uh, code of conduct element mm -hmm. that it has anything about that in it. It is. So, it is just it's it's. Dumb on his part because he got in trouble for the exact same thing a couple months ago, and then he yeah. did it again. So that's the only thing that you can kind of look at and complain about is why would you do this so soon? Why would you put yourself in that position again? And it makes me question decision making. Now, his decision making. Yes, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go common sense here for me. His decision making is not great. But again, I go back to my original point. Right. What law did he violate? Right. Where where in the code of conduct does it say he can't own a handgun and flourishing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if they, if the Grizzlies said, "Hey, we don't want you putting instant going live on Instagram with guns," and he did it, then that's something. Just say, even though <clears throat> they can't even tell him that, right? So that that and again, I'm again, I'm just being devil's advocate here. I think the bigger issue is for him who he has surrounded himself yes. with. And I'll start with his father. I, I know him a little bit. Spent some time with him a couple of weeks ago. 
And I'm saying to myself, dude, you gotta be, you gotta quit being one of his boys. You gotta mm -hmm. be his dad. Yeah. And show some responsibility. And I think that that's the issue that's at hand here. Now, NBA and the Player Association need to sit down and have a conversation about how we're gonna move forward on this. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm player association, I'm digging in and say, nobody's getting suspended. Yeah. Now, I say that from a, a, a union standpoint, common sense would yeah. say we got to get his attention. And the right. only way you get his attention, you don't play. Yeah. Or you don't pay him. Uh, now, I think the other player in this thing is Nike. Now, if Nike says, hey, we're uncomfortable with the image you're conveying, we're going to put a pause on this program until we see a better situation. And Michael Wilbon didn't help him at all on Sunday. When Wilbon made the point, he said, I would not let my kids buy his yeah. shoe. And he's speaking as a parent, speaking on behalf of a lot of parents. But when you have people come out in that manner, all of a sudden, now the bell rings for Nike to say, well, wait a minute. We could have a groundswell. Well, this could be Bud Light all over again. Right. All right. So you have to take that into account on what is the next step. So everybody needs to take a deep breath and quit listening to these knuckleheads who they just want blood for all the wrong reasons. And that's the reason why I don't really, uh, you know, subscribe to their their way of thought because they're looking for effect. They want somebody's head on a platter, mm -hmm. but the guy hadn't done it, he hadn't broken the law. Yeah. Now, he may have broken the law of common sense. Now, if you want to convict him for felonious stupidity, he's all, he's all yours. But you better make sure you know what the punishment is. More NBA talk coming your way on ClaybsOnline.com for two-man game. Matt Rocchio and Bob Ramsey uh, coming your way a couple times a week with all sorts of uh, NBA talk, whether it's lottery-related or with the uh, conference finals that are underway as of last night. Rammer and I also have Daily Cards Live coming your way each and every day, part of our massive amount of baseball coverage here on Klabes Online, which includes the lunch show, which includes Daily Cards Live, and includes the commissioner, Rick Hummel. Yeah, and we also have Rick Rick, uh, Rick, Rick Lehman as part of he and mm -hmm. Rammer doing their thing. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. <clears throat> what did you think of Gorman hitting against the lefty last night? About time that we had a very spirited conversation with Cardinal Manager yesterday. And my thing was, hey, we don't know if this guy is an everyday guy. Listen, mm -hmm. he, I'd rather see him have an opportunity to fail instead of just shielding him mm -hmm. for his career. If you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? Yeah. You know, and so Ali went down the list. And here's the thing about Ali I, I really respect him for. Ali has every number either on paper or committed to his head about situations. This is where he's really good. And <clears throat> he carves up people who come in there as a fan instead of a reporter, writer, whatever you want to call it. And he and we went down this list. I said, I get all of that. But the bottom line is, if he's going to be an impactful player. Your number three hitter. Perhaps. Yeah. He's going to have to learn how to hit against mm -hmm. left hands. I'd rather for him to learn now and, and, and deal with his lumps compared to, you know, trying to figure out two years from now. But we can't play him today. We got a lefty on the mound. We can't do that for a guy with that sort of ability that we've seen flashes of. Mm -hmm. And with that, there was the game in Boston against James Paxton, making yeah. his first start in two years, mm -hmm. who had reverse splits, where lefties yeah. were hitting, I believe it was 40 points higher mm -hmm. against him in his career than righties. 
and making his first start in two years, that should have been a game that Gorman probably should have been in the lineup for it. Now, now it worked out in the end yeah. and you won the game with him coming in late. But yeah, you when, you look, when you look at the numbers for yeah. that, it made perfect sense yeah, for I Gorman agree. to be in the lineup for that. And uh, you can read more baseball thoughts with the Commissioner Rick Hummel each and every week, writes on Mondays and then podcasts later in the week. And that brought to you by Fast Eddie's Bonaire in Alton, Illinois. Grand opening is today. Yeah. The dispensary opened today. Why aren't we doing the show from there? We'll be over there soon. All right. Yeah. You were looking for samples or something? That's, you know what? That's, you know what? We may go over there next week. All right. Yeah. Let me set it up. All right. That <clears> we make sure we're doing everything legal schmiegel here. So, and, all right. Let's talk. Hey, the NHL. amount of stuff that works on your that, that helps for my knee. It does. Okay. It, uh, ask Dr. Rick. He'll tell you about it. New episode of uh, the Dr. Rick podcast coming out as well. Let's take a quick break uh, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap things up with the NHL right out here at Munganash St. Louis Acura. It is lunch with Klabes and Joe powered by Ameren, Illinois and Graybar here on ClabesOnline.com. On Sunday, May 21st, the Cardinals host the Dodgers, and that day, 25,000 fans ages 16 and older will take home a Cardinals golf umbrella. Don't let a little rain ruin your parade or game with this green umbrella that features iconic Cardinals Hall of Famers. That's Sunday, May 21st, the Cardinals, the Dodgers, and the golf umbrella giveaway. For tickets and information, visit cardinals.com promotions. Back here, lunch with Claves and Joe. Final few minutes of the show out here at Munganass St. Louis Acura, 13720 Manchester Road. And uh, as you drive by, you will see the massive amounts of MDXs, uh, brand new MDXs they have out there on the lot. Check it out online at stlouisacura.com. Uh, just last week, I was uh, also Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, a sponsor here on Claves Online. Drove one of those new 2023 RAV4s last week and uh really loved how that one drove as well uh check them out at 850 home Rams parkway I, I in alton one, illinois how about an mdx from here from accurate from this location maybe 20 years ago it first came i loved that vehicle i had young kids it was great man it was a great vehicle a good smooth ride and a friend of mine has one now i was in it with him not long ago and still a very nice suv we uh we we wrap up today with some NHL talk. The uh, the conference finals for that start on Thursday. Before we get into the to the games and everything, um, last night in Tempe, Arizona, there was a vote about the new stadium that did not pass. I believe there were three different builds for that. Uh, looks like we might have some relocation happening soon in the NHL with the Arizona Coyotes. So where do they go? That I don't know. I know Quebec is. It, is I was going to say somewhere in Canada. You see, I think they went about it wrong. I don't think citizens are up for building facilities. Now, you can have a partnership, and I understand there was some private money being thrown into it. We're talking about $2 billion. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. So I guess my question is, and I think it should be from three three people. I think locals should be involved, the team should make a contribution, and the league should make a contribution. I don't know if it should be in thirds, equally in thirds, but I think that's a better way to do it where everybody's got something at stake here. They uh, they, they kind of got kicked out of the footprint center the uh, yeah. a few years ago. Now there's a new owner there of the uh, of the Phoenix Suns. You know, he 
he could become kind of a, a local hero if he kind of steps in and says, hey, you know what, We're, we are going to keep them here. They can come back and play. I'll do what I can to help. Yeah, but here's a question with that. Is it worth the investment? I mean, they're, they're a team that's a bottom feeder. They don't draw really well. Uh, although they have one of the best players in the game that's from the area and Austin Matthews and a couple of other kids from Arizona. Not Austin Matthews. Austin yeah. Matthews is Toronto. No, no, he's from Arizona. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were talking about the area here. Yeah, Never no, mind. He's yeah. from Arizona. And there's another kid that's from Arizona. I can't think of his name. So there's there's a hockey interest there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they probably went about it wrong. And, and, again, I don't know what the exact split was on who was contributing, but I think you have to have all three involved. Now, where do you take a team? That's the next question. Uh, obviously, people would think Quebec. I think Quebec's too small, to be honest with you. I don't think there's a real value mm-hmm. for the National Hockey League to go to Quebec. A, can't use it as a TV market. B, it's uh, predominantly French-speaking. And C, you know, this is, this is a province that was trying to see from Canada not long ago. So we don't know what the hell's going on with them. So I'm not sure Quebec is the right spot. So the next question is, is Portland in play? I know we talked about it before. They've had some issues, but is that a spot? And then it's kind of a roll of the dice on what other cities. I've heard this because they're talking about building a new arena in Atlanta. Atlanta might be another spot. And here's why. Because Turner's there. Okay. Turner's heavily involved in the National Hockey Turner was there when the Thrashers were there, weren't they? No, 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 no. But Turner didn't have the hockey rights then. Okay. And I think that's the big player here. And Turner has a huge footprint, and they're having a bigger footprint on sports. So if they can go that route, they'd be the only city, to my knowledge, has had three teams. They would have three National Hockey League teams. They have the Flames, the Thrashers, and whomever else comes in. I think they're probably the most viable spot. Now, the problem is you have too many East Coast time teams. Mm -hmm. You want to kind of spread it out a little bit. But it's a tough situation. I'm not sure what the league's going to do about it. What is Salt Lake just recently tried yeah, to get, and to they, they tried to baseball. work their way into baseball. Would that be, I mean, that seems like more that of a would cold be, weather sport well, town than. It would be. And the Blues used to have a farm team there. Uh, as a matter of fact, they won when they were out there, farm team. So I don't know what the, I don't know whose farm team is there now, but that, that'd be an option. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be an option. I, I mean, this is less than 24 hours old, so we'll wait and see what the uh, what the NHL decides to do with it. And I can't imagine it's going to be a quick process of just getting a team out of there right away. Well, know, I think it. they're kind of loosey-goosey on the lease because yeah. they, they were anticipating having this building because mm-hmm. they're playing in, like a, in a college. ASU's the yeah. Mullet Arena. Right. Yeah. As, uh, is where they are. All right, Klaibs, you got a, a big weekend coming up. Dodgers in uh, in town. Yeah, it should be good. Dodgers are playing well. Cardinals are playing well. And um, as you mentioned, it's the reunion weekend for the 13 mm-hmm. uh, National League Championship. Who's coming team. back for that? Not many. I looked that's, at the list yesterday, and that, there were some guys I looked on there. I said, I didn't even know he was on the team. And that's like Brock Peterson. Remember they, him? I, I, no. No. <laughs> If you, would have, if you would have asked me who Brock Peterson was, I would have thought NFL quarterback. That's... I would have thought he was a wrestler. I'm serious. I had no idea. There were some guys on the list I was looking at, and I was there. Maybe that's why they didn't win the World Series and just well, won no, the NL no. Center. You know why we didn't win the World Series? Somebody thought it was a good idea to keep pitching the big poppy. That that too, yeah. I mean, had we not pitched for him so much, we might have won the thing. Yeah. 
Well, that in fact, we had somebody who couldn't make a routine play on the infield. I'm Big Poppy invited to that weekend too. Uh, he might as well be. He has much to do with it as anybody. Uh, so we've got that going on. And by the way, tomorrow or Friday night at the Bullock, across the street from the ballpark where we do our post game show, Mike Matheny's going to join Ricky yeah. Horton, myself, and John Rooney. And I'm looking forward to seeing Mike. Mike's a good friend, and I, I don't see him. Obviously, we didn't see him this year because he wasn't managing, but uh, still one of the finest people I ever met. That'll be a uh, that'll be a real good one. Uh, the uh, the live at Lowe's show uh, uh, Friday nights right across the street. It's it's real. I mean, you walk right out, right right past the statues, right up the uh, the stairs. Yeah, could not be uh, could not be quicker to get seating. to. Uh, you know, we have a really nice bar up there, and uh, come out and hang out with us, and enjoy the show. Let traffic die down, and uh, you'll have a good time. Or uh, it's always on KMOX too. They can yeah. listen to that on uh, on KMOX on on your drive home. But make sure you uh, you check it out one way or another we got dr rick coming up later on this week uh, daily cards two-man game chat with the commission so much stuff coming up this uh this also right now uh, my, my interview with jim thomas up online too if you uh, check out last week's weekend joe check uh check I that did. out with, and you know uh, what and i told you this before um being pro football hall of fame writers period you think about what he did from a football standpoint covered two sales two moves um the worst team in the league, a Super Bowl champion, and never had anybody mad at him because of how he did his job. But maybe they'd be disappointed that they didn't mm-hmm. like him. But he was one of the – he's probably – he and the commission, two of the most credible people we've ever mm-hmm. had. And uh, I think he should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I thought he did a heck of a job picking up hockey on the fly. Yeah, he did. At that stage of his career. So uh, it was a really good piece. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Yeah, right there in the middle of uh, last week's weekend, Joe. Hey, we want to thank the folks out here at Munganass St. Louis Acura for having us out. Uh, we will uh, next month. We will be out at the uh, the Alton store uh, out there at Alton Toyota with a few other stops in between. We're going to be taking uh, lunch with Clebs and Joe on the road a few times uh, this summer to a few different uh, spots and. Uh, we'll we'll eat too at some of those uh, those places. We'll uh, we'll make sure that You're talking about gummies. Uh, not, oh. no, I was I was talking barbecue, oh, okay. but uh, that works too. And we will uh, <laughs> we'll keep you up to date on all that all uh, all summer long here on lunch with Claves and Joe. He's Mike Claiborne. I'm Joe Roderick. We'll talk to you next time. At St. Louis Acura, we have over 150 new Acura models in stock or on the way in April. Like the 2023 Acura MDX, get $1,500 in loyalty cash when you buy, or you can lease the MDX starting at $599 a month. Earn $1,000 loyalty cash on the 2023 Integra, RDX, or TLX, or you can save over $3,500 on our large selection of Acura courtesy vehicles. St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you. There's always been a bright side to living in downstate Illinois. Ameren, Illinois is making it even brighter with a little help from the sun. Right now, we're building a next-generation solar facility to bring you cleaner energy for generations to come. It's good for the environment, your neighborhood, and everyone living in downstate Illinois. That's brighter thinking. That's energy at work. Learn how you can participate in solar programs at AmerenIllinois.com renewables.